In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Christ is in our midst, was, and is, and ever shall be. So we have come again to the beginning of Great Lent, which begins with the Vespers tonight, and with the Clean Monday and Clean Week this week, and we begin our journey, or as it says in the hymns of this morning's Orthro service, we begin this school of repentance, where we are going to have this journey that begins, and hopefully we will be different people on Pascha, we'll be a little bit lighter, we will be, I don't just mean weight lighter, I mean spiritually lighter, and we'll be more focused in our spiritual life, and we'll have grown spiritually during these 40 to 60 days. So we are beginning this great fast. And I know, I know, as we begin the fast, I think, oh, we have the fast. All the things that I love to eat and the things that I love to do and the things I should not do, I'm going to give up and we're going to, I'm going to have new habits and I'm going to be grow even closer to God than in my 53rd year of life than I will have been in my 52nd year of life. But this time is a time of a fast. Now, think about it. In paradise, with Adam and Eve, fasting was the normal. Fasting was seen differently than perhaps than we see it today in, our, in this fallen world, but fasting was normal. There were things that Adam had to do, and there are things that Adam had to refrain from. The things he had to do was follow God's counsel and his advice and his commandments all the time. And if he did that, he would have paradise. Paradise would go on and he would live forever along with Eve. And there was also a fasting from in paradise. Adam and Eve were told to fast from things that they did not, that did not belong in their lives. Adam was told to fast from the tree of the knowledge of, the good, of good and evil. That's a fast. Fasting is normal. Even if we, mankind had not fallen, we would be fasting. There were things that we should be doing and do and things that we should not be doing. Now, Adam and Eve, as we know, broke the fast. In two ways, again. First of all, rather than listening 100% all the time to God, they looked for advice and they accepted the, the advice of the devil. And they were deceived. And that, in that way, they broke away from their perfect, paradisical fellowship with God. And then on top of that, they disobeyed the commandment and aid of the knowledge and true of life. And by doing so, we're giving eternal life. But that eternal life would have been a life always separated from their God. And God could not have that. So he cast them out of the kingdom of paradise. They were subjected to the consequences of sin and, and unto death. So that this sin and this disobedience and this separation would not last forever. 
Because even then, God had a plan. Because God loves us so much that he had a plan that he would reconcile us to him in the proper time. And the proper time came through the history of the Israelites where God is gathering these people, giving them a commandment so they can, these wild, stiff-necked people can be kind of gathered together. You, hear, you know how difficult it is when they say to herd cats, to think what it's like to, for God to have herded the Israelite people, these stubborn people who always wanted to go off and do their own things. And in the right time, in God's perfect time, he took on flesh and became man, and he, he lived his life. He lived a life without sin. He lived the life of the new Adam. He lived a life as Adam did, except that Jesus Christ never fell. And he shows us that it is possible still to lead a life of being always following God's advice and counsel and also partaking of things that we should be partaking of, which is Christ and his body and his blood and his communion and all that the church comes to give us and also to learn and have the strength and the grace and the power to refrain from going back to that sinful disobedience. Now, during Lent, we, and always we try not to sin. We all try, and we all try very hard, and we have, all have good intentions, but we fall, and God knows that. But God, so God gives us grace and strength and power to be strong and to try and persevere as best as we can, and he also gives us the grace of his mercy and his compassion and his long-suffering so that we can always be drawing closer to him all the time. Now, we are beginning this great Lent, and we are beginning a fast, and this fast has a purpose. This fast is very good for all of us, for you and for me, because we are learning a little bit during this, this, great, during this great Lent, whether we'll learn make a few baby steps or great ste steps during this Lent, we are going back, we are making a commitment to go back and that we want and desire this normal life that Adam had before the fall of listening only to God and only to his advice and counsel and only to partake of the things that God wants us to partake of. This is a fast. This is something that's doable. This fast has a great purpose because it makes us normal again. When I said at the end of Great Lent at Pascha, we'll be a little bit lighter, maybe we'll be a little bit wiser, a little bit more disciplined, a little bit more resolved not to take part in things that don't matter and think, think about things that are vain and have no purpose for us to think about and be more focused on the things that are good and beneficial and for our salvation in our life and to turn away from all the nonsense. During Great Lent, we remember where our true wealth is found. Our true wealth is found in Jesus Christ. Our true wealth is found with life in him, filled with the treasury of the Holy Spirit, and living with the promise of the inheritance that God the Father has want, wanted to give Adam from the beginning and all of us throughout the history of mankind to be with him in paradise. Paradise is possible for all of us. 
If paradise was impossible, there'd be no reason for anything that we have here. There'd be no reason for a church. God would not have spent his time to come down and be with us and teach us and die for us and raise from the dead for us. There would be no purpose for all of this unless God made paradise possible for each one of us. So as we begin this great Lent, may we, do, may we participate and learn how to do it. Come to all the services that the church offers as much as you can. Every day, do the da- your daily prayers. Try and make a commitment during Lent to read the readings of the day. Come to the Compline service, the pre-sanctified liturgy that I am so much looking forward to this Wednesday and the salutation service. All along, come to all of them and take advantage of these gifts that God, through his church, wants to give to you. And, and that very day, seemingly far off, but really it will be here closer than we think, that great day of Pascha, after, after commemorating and living our lives week, our, our Lord's week of passion, where we come and celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and God and Savior Jesus Christ, being made new again by holy fasting and true fasting, so that we may live closer with our Lord.